Meet Mara. She's dealing with sleep issues, anxiety, and overall malaise. When I met Mara, I learned about all of her symptoms and I thought to myself, okay, we got this. There are so many things that we could do with foods and supplements to support her. But Mara told me she is very, very sensitive and can't take many supplements. I told her I understand and I have many sensitive clients, so it's not going to be a problem. But she proceeded to give me more of her health history and it seemed like she's tried so many things But even at quarter dosages, she was not able to tolerate anything from simple vitamins like B vitamins to minerals, even things like magnesium in all forms. And any kind of detox, forget it. That was completely out of the question as that would send her into a brain fog and an even worse fatigue for days. I figured that she most likely had bottlenecks in her detox pathways and we needed to go slow but even baby dosages of nutrients gave her reactions. She was told by multiple functional doctors that she was just detoxing and she needed to keep going and eventually she will feel better. But that wasn't the case. She just felt worse. I completely understood where she was coming from because I have had several other clients in the same boat. I knew that we needed to get her results without overtaxing her very sensitive body and continuing to detoxify was just not it at least not right now. But I knew just the method to start solving her health mystery in the meantime. Every year, thousands of people are told there's no explanation for their health concerns and no way to fix them. They feel frustrated, undermined, and lost. I know because that was me before I figured out the actual causes and reclaimed my health. Now, I help others do the same. I'm Ina Toppler, and this is Health Mystery Solved. We just heard about Mara and how sensitive she was to just about anything she tried to take, but yet she had so many symptoms that needed support. Joining me on the show today to talk much more about what else we could do to help is Katie Hess. Katie is a flower alchemist author of The Flower Revolution, and the founder of Lotus Way, one of the world's leading floral apothecaries. With her signature elixirs featured in the Oprah Magazine, the New York Times, and the LA Times, her flower power community is thriving today in over 15 countries. Katie, it's great to have you. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's so nice to be here. I have been really fascinated by what you do and the power of flower essences for anyone, and especially for those that are more sensitive, which is a lot of the clients that I have um, and have not had resolution with other modalities. So I'm really, really excited to dig in. So first, just to make sure everyone's on the same page, what are flower essences? Yeah, flower essences have been around for thousands of years in many cultures all over the globe. It isn't really anything new, but they've sort of been modernized um, in the last couple decades. Uh, in the past, medicine men and women, doctors, alchemists, shaman would ask their patients to go out into the wild and look for specific flowers and drink the dewdrops from the tops of the flowers. In the 1930s and 40s, there was a doctor that figured out how to scale this dew, right? Because it's not so practical in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. Um, how to scale this dew into, into a bottle, essentially, um, made through a solar infusion. So in short, it is a concentration of the life force of a flower or plant 
um, stored in water with a little bit of alcohol. You know, if you're familiar with Chinese medicine or acupuncture or uh, Tai Chi, you know, you have this understanding that we are all these bodies of energy and light. And so what we're doing is using essentially the life force of plants to harmonize our own body's energy, kind of like an acupuncture treatment without the needles by just putting a few drops in your coffee, water, tea, or directly in the mouth. Mm. Yeah, that's great to know because it is, like you said, we're very energetic beings. And I think most people have heard of acupuncture. Many have tried it. They don't always know exactly how it works, but they're familiar. Whereas the flower essences for a lot of people are still new, but it makes so much sense that it works in a very similar way. Now, how are they different than essential oils? Good question. So essential oils require a lot of plant material. So in order to get one drop of rose oil, you need 40 roses. And in, in comparison, flower remedies, you only need a handful of flowers to create enough remedy for several years. Um, whereas essential oils are highly aromatic. It's literally you are either squeezing or distilling out the juice of a plant. You want to dilute it before you put it on your skin. And in most cases, you wouldn't ingest it. Whereas flower remedies are super gentle, like you said, very effective for people who are very sensitive because you can give them to babies, you can give them to pregnant women, to elderly. Uh, essentially, by the time you reach the final dilution, it's a, it's a process similar to homeopathy, you are not ingesting any of the chemical plant parts. It's not like taking a, an herbal tincture. You are simply taking that life force energy um, into your body. And if that sounds crazy to people, like it's, you know, I, I get that it's kind of hard to visualize when you can't see it, but I often say, like, how does your cell phone work? Because we know that our cell phones work. <laughs> we don't have any question about that. Mm -hmm. But if somebody would have told you, hey, when you, you, when you get older, you're going to carry around this box and you're going to be able to send podcasts, videos, poetry, music, uh, letters, photos that are going to ride kind of like a magic carpet on these little invisible waves that you can't see that will travel out great distances into space. So they can reach the person on the other side of the world. Like that would have seemed totally cuckoo to us, right? When you put it that <laughs> way, for sure. I mean, honestly, like if you think about it, like how does it work? You know, and we know it's waves and particles, but it is hard to visualize. But since we use it every day, we just know that it works. So the same thing is true in Mother Nature. This earth has been around for 4.5 billion years. Most of the technologies that we as humans create have already been in existence on this planet for many, many, many years. So I see it like each flower is almost like an antenna. And when you walk out in the wild, it's kind of like you're getting the download or the upgrade, you know, from these specific plants. And each one of them has a really specific benefit for your emotions and your mind and your body. Mm. So how do you choose the flower and how do you know what flowers do what? Me personally, or someone looking to take a remedy? When you make your remedies. Well, uh, a lot of different ways. Um, sometimes I'll be looking for something particular, like maybe uh, a lot of people are having digestive issues. And so I go out to find something specifically to help with that. Or maybe a lot of people are experiencing sadness or anger or specific things that I need to look for a flower for. Or other times I'm just curious about what I'll find in a particular place. More recently, I've gotten into orchid hunting because it's such a challenge 
to, you know, find those endangered orchids and see what they're for. And then is this something that there are specific studies on where certain flowers have certain types of energy? Or is this something that you figure out and feel as you, I guess, look at the flower or touch the flower? Yeah, I mean, there have been, I would say, just a handful of studies about flower remedies Um, in terms of collecting and figuring out what they're for is really more like the old school herbalist um, style where you're looking at the plant. What does it look like? How does it grow in relationship to other things? And then really just accessing the information directly from the plant itself using intuitive methods. And then I bring back the remedy into our community of about 125 people, 150 people or so that will use it and double check that the information I got was correct. That's so interesting. It is almost in a way, it sounds like similar to certain foods and some of the energy that they have. For example, maybe if you're looking at root vegetables, right? I mean, they're growing in the earth. So they may have a little bit more of a a grounding energy to them versus other maybe fruits or vegetables that grow on a vine or, you know, grow above ground. Yeah, you can tell a lot by looking at plants. Yeah, I mean, like herbalists used to use uh, what's called the, you probably heard of it, the doctrine of signatures, where where literally plants will take on the shape of what they're good for. So maybe you have bleeding hearts in your garden. Um, You know, that particular flower remedy, if you were to make a remedy out of that flower, is good for the heart. Um, So you can tell a lot by even just looking at the flower itself. I think this is fascinating. I mean, really, really fascinating. (laughs) So I love science. And I'm just curious in terms of the studies, um, is there anything from nature that demonstrates the possibility of, you know, how nature can be healing? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there, I would say you kind of have to piece together the the puzzle pieces. Um, we can start by a study coming out of the University of Bristol in the UK, where they showed that bees are actually not attracted to flowers based on color or scent, like we had thought, that there is a subtle electrical frequency being emitted from each flower, and the bees pick up that electrical frequency in the little hairs on their legs. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? That's so cool. (laughs) So there's this dynamic communication happening between flowers and bees. Um, And then we also see studies uh, coming out of medical schools in Tokyo. They have a practice called forest bathing. Shinrin-joku is the Japanese word for it. It's not about bathing in water. They call it forest bathing as a reference to walking in the forest and bathing yourself in the chi or in the life force energy of the forest, which has more to do than just Mm -hmm. oxygen, right? It's like how we feel when we're out there. And so what they've shown, I mean, they take this so seriously. They have 44 certified national forests for this particular practice. And they found that if you spend one day in the wild or in the forest, uh, it plummets your cortisol and your adrenaline and your white blood cells skyrocket. So your immune system is boosted, your stress goes way down. Um, it's very preventative of, you know, things of imbalances, physical imbalances in the future. But what's super cool is that there's this exponential healing power to nature. They found that if you spend one day, all those elevated health benefits last in your body for a week and if you spend a whole weekend, let's, let's just say you go camping and you're hiking all day, 
those elevated health benefits last in your body for an entire month. Wow. Isn't that wild? That's amazing. <laughs> I wish I like camping, but I'll have to find something else, just a hike maybe. <laughs> but but no, I mean, that's really, really fascinating. And I wonder, you know, it must be a combination of different things. I mean, I know that just being in the forest, like you said, the oxygen, but also just walking on the ground, right? Like, so there's that grounding aspect of it. And, you know, there's probably so many different energetic exchanges that are happening with all of the wildlife there. That's really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think most people would would think like, hmm, you know, how, how does that actually work? But when you reflect on, on when we were kids, actually, we all speak the language of flowers. I mean, even if we don't know, we, we do. If you think about like, you know, what would some, what would you get your mother on Mother's Day? Probably not a dozen long stem red roses. Like that just doesn't feel mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Like there are certain things that we, you know, that's more like for romance. And we feel that in our bones. Or like if you go to the redwood forest, it makes you feel a certain way. If you go to the Costa Rican jungle, that feels totally different. Totally different, yes. If you walk through a luscious rose garden, also totally different. I mean, even just by looking at different flowers, tiger lilies, right? Totally different personality than a rose. So this is something that's innate inside all of us as humans. We just tend not to know it's there because we didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's so interesting. I mean, it's almost like when you meet someone and sometimes, you know, without even speaking to them, you can sort of see, oh, I may have something in common with them, right? Or you pick up on certain energies. It sounds like it's the same thing just with plants. Exactly. It is actually a physics principle and it's called sympathetic resonance. So if you put a guitar on your desk and you didn't touch the guitar and you sang the note E, the E string would start to vibrate or buzz in resonance with your vocal cords. And like you said, that same thing happens when you go to a gathering or a party. There are going to be certain people that you're just magnetized to because you resonate with them. And it's even in our language, right? It resonates with me. That really struck a chord with me. So the same thing is happening with you know various botanicals um, in the world. It's just that we don't see it. So we tend not to, or hear it, right? It's like music that we don't hear. (laughs) Yeah. I was just listening to something where they were talking about how, you know, the principle that the body can heal itself, right? We all know it. We just sometimes don't understand how it happens, but if the body has what it needs, you know, it can. But what they were talking about on the show was the principle of how the earth could be healing. So it's a similar thing to what you're saying, you know, it's, they would have people lay in sand or cover themselves in dirt, you know, on the ground or in a certain, um, shrubs or or flowers. So it sounds like it's the same idea that there is these healing principles that people, are drawn to, but they just may not realize what it is exactly, but that it exists. You feel it, right? You feel it. It's like Mm -hmm. if somebody were to say, well, how do you know that love exists? You can't see it. You can't see love, but you feel it. Like you feel it coming out of your heart. You feel it coming out of your body there. You know, you feel that sense of warmth and it's the same with healing from the earth. You feel it even though you don't see it. You know, the neat thing that I found with flower essences is that they work very quickly. And, you know, in addition to trying with clients, I've also been trying them on my own. And you typically notice something, you know, I would say within just a few minutes. Is that um, typical for most people that they work so quickly? 
It is. I mean, as a rule of thumb, we usually tell people if you're using them four to five times a day, you will definitely notice a difference within three to five days. Now, if you're more sensitive and aware, you absolutely could feel a difference within a few minutes. Um, we just want to, you know, not, not set people up to be disappointed, you know, or set up an expectation. So we say three to five days, but that's like guaranteed. It's so different. You know, when you've, we've probably taken like a multivitamin before and you're like, of course, maybe it's helping, but I'm not really sure, (laughs) but you absolutely should feel a difference within three days or so if you're using them regularly. That's great. And yeah, I mean, with most vitamins, they take time to work. I mean, in some vitamins, let's say if they're specifically for a certain symptom, they might work a little bit quicker, but usually your body has to rebalance. It has to digest and absorb them. You know, all the pathways have to start working. So it usually takes at least a month. And in some situations, people sometimes can feel worse before they feel better because there might be detox reactions. But it sounds like with this, you know, within a few days, if you're going to see something, which is really neat. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, when you're taking multivitamins or supplements, it's got to go through your digestive system as a chemical hormonal process. Whereas this is about electricity. Like I was saying with the bees, the subtle electricity. And we know, you know, as kids, they said, don't ever put the um, hairdryer in the bathtub because electricity moves Mm -hmm. so fast through water and our bodies are 75% water. So if we're introducing this very subtle electricity, it moves very quickly. So we should feel a difference. Mm, that's a really good way to explain it. So the reason why they work so quickly is because it's through these electrical impulses versus through all of our kind of longer biochemical pathways, if you will. You know, and that reminded me there there was a, the, you might find this interesting. Um, there was a CIA, uh, he was a trainer and he would train people in how to use the lie detector machine. Mm-hmm. He was such a character because one night he got curious what would happen if he hooked up his lie detector machine to the plant that he had in his office. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking, but he just got curious one night. And so he started all these series of um, experiments and he had this thought like, oh, well, what if I, you know, light a match and I go to burn one of the leaves? It, was it going to register on the machine? And in that moment, of him just having that thought, like he didn't have matches or anything in his hands. He just had the thought that he was going to do that. The machines went wild and the they registered a ton of stress on the machine. Oh my, I'm getting goosebumps just listening to this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He, his name is Cleve, Cleve Baxter. He freaked out. He was like, oh my God, I can't do that. I This plant has a consciousness. It's reading my thoughts. It knows my intention. I can't do that. This is a sentient being. And just because it moves slower doesn't mean that it isn't aware. And he did a lot of interesting experiments where um, they found that plants could even identify the murder in a room. Like they could, you know, because of the way that the stress would register on the machine, they could identify, you know, if you had a, the, the perpetrator walk through the room, they could identify who it was. And then even more interesting, you develop a relationship with the plants that you take care of and they can feel you like even when you're thousands of miles away. He um, had his lie detector machines hooked up to all the plants in his office and his office mate went home and he knew they were going to throw a surprise birthday party for him. So, you know, that's kind of like positive stress moment when everybody jumps out and surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could look back and see that at exactly the moment that everyone said surprise, his office mate's plant was freaking out on the machine. So the plant could feel 
his stress, even though he was so many miles away. Oh my gosh. This is fascinating. I don't even know what to say. This is so <laughs> cool. Yeah. I mean, we don't even, you know, plants are so quiet, so we don't think about it, but it's one of the most intimate relationships that we have that we're not even aware of. Like we couldn't exist. We're breathing their exhale. They're breathing our exhale. Like we couldn't exist without them, but we yeah. forget. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just amazing about all of the healing effects that it has, you know, with all of this. Now, can two people who have different symptoms take the same remedy and have a different effect? Okay. So in order to answer your question, I'm just going to back up and say in the world of energy medicine, we would, we would say, okay, so there's a projector and a screen, right? If you're looking at something on the wall on the on the screen and there is a piece of you know dust or something, you're never going to go to the screen and scrub the screen. You're going to walk back to the projector and see you know is it a fly is there some piece of dust on the lens that is obscuring right. So in the world of energy medicine, the physical body is the screen. The physical body is the last place. It means that whatever patterns we're experiencing emotions, thoughts, you know, things that are weighing on our heart, if we don't resolve them as they pass through those different levels and through our subtle bodies and our energy bodies, kind of like that's the last ditch effort is it manifests in the body as a physical symptom and the body will then sort of like put up a red flag. Hey, you've got to deal with this thing. And then we're forced to stop, you know, um, and we see that all the time in our lives. Like, you know, maybe we're overworking and then we pull a muscle or we hurt our back and we, or we get a cold and we are absolutely forced to stop and deal with whatever is happening inside of us. And even Western doctors or allopathic doctors would say 99% of all the people they see that are not well, it has a root cause of stress. That being said, you could have someone, let's say both you and I were heartbroken and maybe for you, it causes a digestive issue because you're worrying. And maybe for me, it causes a lower back issue because I feel not supported because my heart is broken. You and I both were experiencing heartbreak, but the way that it manifested in the body was a little bit differently. And then also, I should say, it is possible as well. Every flower does so many different things. It's like one flower can be a whole apothecary in itself. So maybe um, one person takes a flower elixir called self-heal and it heals their digestive system or, you know, helps when they are like bloating and they feel like they have all kinds of food allergies and they can't pinpoint it. And for someone else taking it, you know, their husband just died, they can't find their way out, they're in this dark hole, and suddenly it gives them the will to live and thrive and move forward. Right. That's so interesting, but that makes sense. Yeah, that the body just, it kind of uses what you need from it. In Mara's case, she had anxiety, she had sleep issues, she had that like wandering mind, so to speak. We did something called quiet mind that was really helpful. But what are other things that people could take flower essences for? Anything you could imagine, any uh, neuroses, any crazy, you know, anything that we either want to acknowledge is there or don't want to acknowledge. So uh, to keep it really simple, besides sleep, stress, um, feeling inspired or, you know, procrastinating, low energy, painful periods, um, feeling more love. Those would be like 
very quick and easy things to experience, just laughing more and enjoying life more. Those are very quick and easy. You can also work with flower essences to unpack some past traumas, or maybe you got not enough attention from one of your parents, or maybe you felt abandoned or rejected, or maybe um, you're worried that someone is going to cheat on you, or you feel hopeless in your relationships, or you just feel a funny feeling like not quite satisfied or feel like you should be doing something else. I mean, it's like literally anything you could imagine a human being going through, there's a flower for it. And I think some of that, you know, limiting belief work is really, really cool. And I do a lot of that in the practice through other means. And typically, you know, it takes a lot of work and there's, you know, especially past trauma. I mean, there's a lot that has to get unpacked. So that is so great to know that there's flower essences for that. Now, how would that work? Would they be a specific remedy for the belief that they're feeling or are there remedies to help people to even maybe before that, to even understand and bring that potential belief to the surface? Both and all of the above. There are, you know, there's a flower, spotted bee balm is for sort of like PTSD, like trauma that literally registers itself in your body. And maybe you hear a sound or you, you hear something and it's like, boom, your body just immediately goes into that trauma response and your nervous system freaks out. There is night blooming serious, and that is for self-limiting beliefs around fear or can I, am I capable of doing something? Am I able to do it? I could literally talk about flowers for hours and what each one could do. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And then do you put them in combinations because there are certain maybe beliefs that go together for people or would they have to take individual remedies for all the different beliefs they may have? That's a great question. We did, we did put them in combinations because that felt like you could kind of go at it from many different directions. Um, and so we have um, level one, level two, and level three combination blends Um, Whereas the level one is more about stabilization and just feeling better right now. Uh, Level two is about exploration and maybe going deeper into some of those past uh, trauma experiences. And then level three is kind of like uh, liberation. It's like last kind of cleanup. It's like the, the, you know, you've done the deep work and now you're just sort of like brushing off the top. Mm -hmm. I would say if people are just starting to take flower essences, there's a blend that most people start with and it's called infinite love because we all have habits of being really hard on ourselves and it helps us soften. It helps us be more gentle and accepting of ourselves, which is necessary to do the deeper work. We have to have self-compassion and acceptance. And then it really sort of like brings things to the surface. Like what is my next thing I need to work on? Right. Cause we could probably take a million flower essences, but we want to know what's the root, like what's, what's the, the key to unlock the next layer or level. And it's really as easy as just seeing what flowers you are attracted to. We have a a quiz on our homepage where you just, you literally just click on the flowers you're most drawn to, and then it will tell you what that means about you right now. Oh, that's so cool. And I'll definitely post that in the show notes. I think people will be really interested in taking that. Katie, how can people take flower essences? Do they take them orally? Um, are they used topically? Tell me more. So traditionally, they're taken internally. We have what's called elixirs, uh, which is you know the combinations of flower remedies that you can put in your mouth. It's yummy. It tastes like nectar. It's got honey. Um, or you can just put it in your coffee, water, tea throughout the day. Uh, and then we also blend them with aromatherapy into mists and anointing oils and bath salts. 
because I mean, frankly, I guess because when I first started my business, people weren't open to the idea. And so it was like kind of a nice bridge of just having a lovely self-care ritual. And it's nice to have both. It's nice to have, you know, the direct straight shot from the internal remedy, as well as, you know, the delicious, yummy scents and oils that just kind of give you a moment in the day to, to, to take a deep breath and treat yourself. Yeah. Now, is it stronger? Does it work maybe faster when you take it internally versus when you do it topically or does it not matter? It doesn't matter. I did a lot of research with people, empirical research. It seems to me it's the exact same. As long as it's getting in your energy field, it doesn't matter if it's in or on. I typically will choose an internal remedy when it's like this is something I really need to work on. But I think that's more psychological. I think putting it on external is just as effective. Gotcha. That's great to know because there are some people who are maybe more sensitive to certain delivery uh, methods than others. But what I found really nice is with everyone that I've tried these with, you know, including myself, I really didn't see any interactions. So there wasn't a detox reaction. I haven't really seen any other sensitivities from taking it. And speaking of that, are there any interactions with supplements or medications? None. Zero. I will say, though, that if um, if someone is taking psychotropic drugs, antidepressants, anti-anxiety, uh, then the, the sort of like you will feel a difference in three days rule doesn't apply. It typically takes about 30 days longer for the remedies to really penetrate deep into your energy field. They kind of have to go through I don't want to say fog, but it's like a, a certain kind of layer that the psychotropic medications will create. So it takes a little bit longer, but it's worth it's worth the wait. Mm, I'm sure. Now, what I found interesting is that these flower essences can have positive effects on someone, even if they're not actually taking it, but around those who are taking it. Tell me more about this. Oh my God, it's fascinating. I learned this so the first 10 years of my business, I had no products. I was just seeing people one-on-one -on -one doing consultations. My clients would come in every three weeks or so. We'd talk about what's working, what's not working, where they wanted to go in life. And this is where, this is where like the idea of, of making flower remedies for the world arose because I just could not believe the transformations I was seeing in people. And it would start there, like, you know, three weeks later, you just put all your baggage down and your face looks different and your body language is different and your story is different. Like that, and that alone was, was inspiring enough. But as I tracked people over time, one year, two years, five years, 10 years, I could see insane changes in their entire family, both nuclear family and extended family, which really blew my mind. If even just one person in the family was taking the remedies, no one else. That's really, really cool. I mean, I guess if one person is feeling better, right, their energy is it's connected, right, to everyone else. Right. I mean, you feel you feel it, right? If you're in a good mood, you 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 know go out and you make everybody else happy. If you're in a bad mood, people can also sense that. So you know, part of it is just like you said, the sympathetic resonance. The, the you know, people in your family can feel how you feel, but it goes even deeper than that in terms of mm, like uprooting patterns or fears or things that are irritating you. You know, the Iroquois tribe used to say, if you uproot a pattern that's not serving you or like a self-limitation, you uproot that for your 
family generations going backwards and forwards. Wow. They did a study in, in Boston, I think, 10-year-long study where they found that if you become wildly happy, it has more of a, a positive impact on your friend's friend's friend than if someone put $5,000 cash in their pocket. And this is someone that you don't even know. And conversely, if uh, someone becomes wildly happy who's a friend's friend's friend of yours – that has more of a beneficial effect on you than if someone put $5,000 cash in your pocket. It's also someone that you don't even know. So there is this incredible ripple effect of positivity or negativity, either way, in networks that is fascinating. That is really fascinating. Well, especially that far removed. I mean, I definitely can see it in your immediate family, right? Your spouse, your children, if you know they're worried about something, of course you're going to worry and vice versa. But that far removed, that's really interesting. Yeah, it actually became really real when I had a client. I'd been working with her for 10 years and she just she came in one day and she was like, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I swear. She said, something is happening with my extended family. She said, yeah, I'm, you know, she was the only one taking the flower remedy. She saw incredible changes in her husband, incredible changes in her son, you know, everything from like career choices to what they were doing, playing music in a band, you know, went from verge of divorce to happily together. But when she started coming in saying, this is insane. We never got along with our stepmother. Now we're going on a cruise with my dad and, and, and my stepmom. And my brother went sober and she like deep in her bones believed that because of all the efforts she was making over the last 10 years, it really started to ripple out to her extended family. Well, I, I could see that. I mean, it's... We're connected, right? Everyone is connected for sure. And I think the even bigger point right here is that we're all connected to the earth and everything that comes from the earth, like the flowers, you know, which is that energetic connection that you're speaking of. Right. How did you get interested in this? I know you said that you're working with clients before you had products and were you doing energy work and were you interested in this even before that? I've been working with flower remedies for over 20 years. Uh, the first 10, really just doing consultations with people and blending remedies for them. It was right out of college. I was looking for, you know, what would be this, the vehicle that I could help people reach their full potential with more ease and grace. I got to a point where I was like, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. And how does not, how does not everyone know about this? It was before meditation was cool. It was before yoga was cool. Right. You know, you know but it was a different world 20 years ago, but the population has really come around. And I think people are really interested in things that can help them that don't have negative side effects that come from nature that are inspiring and beautiful and that they can feel a connection to in the world around them. You know, I mean, when we're children, we see the natural world as just miraculous and beautiful and magical. Like, you know, if we think back to, you know, when we played in nature as children, it was like magic land. And then somewhere along the way, we kind of lose that. But when we can remember or regain that understanding and, and visceral awareness of it, that every time we walk outside, the trees, the flowers, the bushes we're sitting next to at the park, they're sentient. They feel us. And then we feel maybe not so alone with ev everything that we're carrying. Yeah, that's really, really neat. Oh, Katie, if someone is just starting out and they're new to flower essences, where would they start? 
I would say take the quiz, uh, see what gets reflected back to you. Um, take one remedy and just be reckless with it or take several remedies. Um, everybody is different. You might want to just focus in on one thing or you might want to try a few different things and really just explore and be reckless and enjoy it and see what happens. And what are some of your most popular remedies? Are there ones that are kind of the big go-tos or is it really across the board? Infinite Love is really popular. Um, Quiet Mind, Joy Juice, Inner Peace, Radiant Energy. Those are all really good introductions. Mm. Now, how is Quiet Mind different than Inner Peace? Good question. Quiet Mind is more mental. It's like lots of thinking, hard to turn off the brain, lots of tension, neck tension, shoulder tension, hard to let go, kind of workaholic tendencies. Whereas inner peace is more like heart stress. Like I'm not, I'm not supported enough. I have to do everything. There's so much change and transition where I'm a mom with lots of little kids and there's just so much to do and I'm stressed. Got it. Got it. Sounds like for a lot of people, they can probably use both of them at the same time. <laughs> I know I can. <laughs> yeah. And you can do like a before and after, you know, if you want to kind of like test them yourself, you can take a photo of yourself before you start taking them and then take a photo three weeks later. You can just like bullet journal, you know, what are you feeling? These five things. And then pull it back out in three weeks and see how it's changed. That's a really good idea. And I think it is so important to journal that and take stock of what you're feeling only because things do change very quickly, which is wonderful. But then you also forget often how bad things may have been. I mean, I do that with a lot of things that I work with people on and we always take that before because it's, or sometimes, you know, I'll make notes and I'll write it down and then I'll speak with them after and then, you know, tell them like, oh, well, you told me that you were feeling this last time. They're like, oh, I don't even remember because it's so much better. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Katie, this has been <laughs> So great. And it's been so nice to learn more about flower essences and introduce it to so many people that may not have been aware that they exist. Where can people find you? Tell us your website again and um, how people can connect with you. Yeah, the website is Lotus Way. So Lotus like the flower and then wei.com or on all the social media channels. We have incredible uh, customer support. So you know, feel free to call, write, message us if, if you have any concerns or you're wondering which flower essences should I take? What's best for me right now? We're always here to help. That's wonderful. And you guys do consultation as well if someone wants to do a, a longer session. Mm-hmm. We do. Thank you so much for this. It's been so informative and fascinating. And I learned a lot of new things myself and I so appreciate you being here. Oh, I'm thrilled. Thank you so much for, for spreading the joy of flowers. After hearing Katie talk about flowers, it's hard to argue that they're pretty cool, huh? What I love about flower essences is that they're so gentle, but also can be so powerful. This was exactly what Mara needed and thankfully could tolerate. I started Mara on inner peace and after a few days, she reported feeling calmer. She was almost surprised that she felt a difference so quickly and didn't have any negative reactions. A week later, we added in quiet mind, and between both of those elixirs, she was able to fall asleep easier. A few weeks later, it was even easier to fall asleep, and she was able to sleep through the night most days of the week. Now, this was huge for her because before, she was waking up four, even sometimes five times in a night, and that was every single day. So she was so excited. She was so amazed at the power of flowers that she started to try other remedies, She tried joy juice 
And she really liked that. She felt like it gave her an extra pep in her step. And then she also tried self-heal and she felt like that was actually helping to make her a bit less sensitive. Once she started sleeping better, her energy improved drastically. And at that point, we were able to start a bit of liver detox. We started with binders and very low doses of NAC, which is N-acetylcysteine, just about 250 milligrams to get her body primed and now are slowly increasing it. I'm super happy to report that she has been tolerating it great so far and feeling much better. If Mara sounds like someone you know, please share this episode with them and be sure that you are subscribed to the show so that you never miss an episode. And as always, if you're dealing with health issues, please don't give up. The answers are out there and there is hope. I'm Ina Toppler. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next time on Health Mystery Solved. All information, content, and material on this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider.